What's up, everybody, and welcome back into the Sorry to Interrupt podcast. It's episode 332, and it is our round two British Open, the Open Championship recap. Get the name right, brother. It's the Open. I was ready to say British Open because that's what it was forever, but it is the Open Championship at Royal Liverpool. Tom, how we doing, man? They're going to change it to Open soon, just Open, so... Um, it's all right. I'm doing all right. We both, championship. we both were able to sneak out of work early today. Well, normal time for you, but early for me. So I'll take it. I'm sure you were in work early today. Um, yeah, I mean, I've been enjoying watching the festivities. Um, that looks like a tough course, especially with the in play out of bounds on three and 18. That, that would, that would fuck me up. Oh man, this, this course just looks like a bitch to play. I yeah. mean, I know Lynx golf is, is very different than what we've been seeing so far this year in the major tournaments, but this course just looks like a world beater. Absolutely. Um, we already got two swears out of the way. I had dinner with my mom last night and she said she was very appreciative and very proud of not only me, but the both of us for working right. on our cursing. So you'll probably meet her at the wedding. So maybe she'll give you a compliment then for, for taming your potty mouth, but maybe by then I don't say any swears mm, on any, I find that. Yeah. Maybe every other word out of your mouth is just y'all. <laughs> That's the lazy way to do it down here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we are who we are. So if I curse mom, you're going to have to get over it. I know you still love me. I've done way worse than swear and she still loves me. So, That's um, probably very true. Uh, Brian Harmon, man, minus six today, minus four on the first day. He is, he, his putting is just, I mean, you see it all the time in majors. He's just on fire. You texted me earlier and said that he, I mean, he's like perfect for this course or he's playing this course perfectly. I think it was that you said. Yeah, no, he's just. It's one of those weeks where, I mean, I think he his best finish, maybe like 2017 U.S. Open, I think he finished top five or something. But a, a guy who's not really, you know, he's not like a number two guy, Tommy Fleetwood, where he always seems to be around the rim. He's just having a great week. Um, we'll see if he can keep up with it. I mentioned another guy, Wyndham Clark, 10th place. I texted you and I said I thought he was going to be a one-and-done kind of guy where kind of like a Gary Woodland where you're like, oh, remember when he won the U.S. Open, but – He's playing really well. He had a plus two today, but he's still in the top ten. Plenty of room to move around on the weekend. Um, you want to talk about Tommy? Did you see that last hole, or were you driving? I was driving. I didn't see the last hole. What did he do? Uh, he fucking just pulled one dead, dead left. Just a terrible lie. I think he might have been I, – I was half paying attention. He might have been able to take an unplayable, but – I mean, he limps in at even par, minus five. Um, but, you know, as I say on NLU, like, he's a weekend guy. So as long as he can weather the storm early in the week, uh, he starts to heat up on the weekend, not to mention uh, this is his hometown course. I'm sure it's been mentioned enough on the broadcast. Um, he lives like five minutes from there. So I find myself really rooting for Tommy. Although he was not in my foursome, I'm kind of pissed that I missed that one. Uh, I do find myself rooting for him possibly even more than the guys that I have in my foursome. Well, some of the guys in our foursome are looking like it's going to be a rough go and they're probably, some of them, at least for me, are not even going to be involved. Uh, some in of your guys weekend. missed the cut. Let me, let me look at my list here. I Did mean, I don't know if they missed the cut, but they're certainly not. I mean, right now I'm staring at Matt Fitzpatrick and I mean, he's 39 T39 plus two, same with Cam Smith. 
and Victor Hovland's even at T25. Uh, obviously, Rory is my best bet right now at minus one, but I know we're going to talk about him mm-hmm. in a minute. Um, Fleetwood, to me, has just been very impressive, and I just like the way he's been playing golf for really this entire season. I, I just am waiting for him to take that next step. Just talking but about Harmon for a minute for you. Not to interrupt I just you wanna, there. We've been yeah. waiting on Tommy for since he came over. I mean, oh, forever. DP World Tour, he's got a couple of wins. Uh, he came out with a bang back at Shinnecock and finished second to Brooks at uh, that U.S. Open. But, I mean, he doesn't even have a PGA Tour win. He's always the bridesmaid, never the bride. We've all been waiting. You're just new to this, you know? No, I'm saying just this season, though, because I have felt like he's been playing really good golf. That hasn't really been indicative of where he's been finishing some of these tournaments, not just majors, but tournaments altogether. So I I am kind of waiting for a breakthrough in this course, even though it's been overplayed, you know, a thousand times over. It is a course that he should have pretty good chance to win at if he's going to win and have that breakthrough. But I did want to ask you about Harmon. Are we watching maybe a little bit of a repeat from um, from the U.S. Open, where it's a guy where we're thinking, you know, two rounds through, we're the bigger names, we're waiting to make a charge, Wyndham Clark style, where it's just like, eh, you know, maybe it's a nice story, but let's just put it on the back burner. Or is this a guy that you could realistically see as he's five, five uh, strokes in the lead here? Is this a realistic possibility that we're watching the winner of this tournament? I think him and Wyndham Clark are just different because – Harmon's like a steady Eddie golfer. He does everything good, but he doesn't do anything great. I mean, the thing with Wyndham Clark was he was uh, he always just bombed the ball, just overpowered the golf course, and he just had to dial in his wedges and his putter, not to mention the PXG thing that I explained to you yesterday where there's uh-huh. – I wouldn't even call it a theory because it's happened to like Zach Johnson, Wyndham Clark – and two other players that are deceiving me where right when they switch from PXG to any other brand, they automatically maybe not just win, not maybe not win, but start playing a lot better. Um, but I think with Harmon, I think he's hot right now. And could he win? Yeah, but I do think he's going to fall a little bit back to the pack um, when – when the weekend happens, I don't know what the weather's looking like out there with the wind and whatnot, but I think that given the the draws that he got and the weather, where it's a guy who he is a really good putter and he hits the ball straight, but he doesn't hit it far, he's able to kind of deal with the weather a little bit better than some of these bombers, where if the weather calms down and it's bombs away, he's going to get blown past. Okay, so if he is, then who's the guy ready to take over? Is it indeed Tommy who's sitting at two right now? Tommy, I, I, I mean, he's doing it in a much different fashion, like I said, than he usually does. But for me, he's just – he's him and Finau and a few others where I'm just waiting for the other shoe to drop. Um, I, I'm waiting for the blow-up. I'm waiting for the, the four-chip out of the bunker. Things. You think things he is too? Nature. You think it's in his head as well? I do, I do. I, I think it would be in his head more than anybody, just because, you know, not to, uh, obviously the drought, and he's a world class player, but he's never won any world class tournaments. On top of the fact that he's playing basically in his backyard, I, I'm. He came out there and dealt with the pressure amazingly in the first day, and he faltered a little bit today. I'm just curious if it's going to get to him further on. I'm rooting on him. I just don't see it happening. Um, I, I'm, I'm trying to find a guy here who I think could could make a run for you. 
Min Woo Lee. Yeah, that's the name I was going to say. You know, I just added him to my foursome. Congratulations you love to him. him. Man. Yeah, I, he's I rewarding you right now. Yeah, I hope he got the package I sent him for <laughs> being part of my foursome. Um, maybe he'll maybe he'll throw my name, my initials on on his bag next to a sponsor or something. That'd be I'm pretty sure cool. that's coming. That'd yeah. be really cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's just in complete control, and he he right now out of like anybody in the world seems to be playing because you could you could throw Ricky at me, but Ricky's in like Ricky's way down the board right now. He's I think plus three. I think Lee is playing the best golf out of anybody on earth right now. The most consistent yeah. golf. Yeah, and you know what? Talk about a guy that I've been picking so much this year, and what a weekend to not pick him is Jason Day, who's also sitting I know. I was just about three. to say, that's your boy. I know. Well, maybe I think he went out there at a normal time and actually played some practice rounds, and I think he maybe learned his lesson from either it was the PGA or the U.S. Open where like it's it's usually good to play the course a couple times. It was the U.S. Open, yeah. Yeah, and get a feel, so um, – yeah, I mean, he's playing amazing. Obviously, he won earlier this year. I can't remember what event it was, but um, Jason Day seems to be, you know, playing Lynx just perfectly. And then the Lynx master himself is tied for seventh right now. Uh, he obviously had a very Jordan Spieth kind of day where it was a lot of ups and downs, but he's right there in it. And that's another guy where I would not be shocked even a little bit if he went on and made a run this weekend and just had a magical weekend. No, and I really respect the way he's playing. And he's still, I mean, he makes some of the highest degree of difficulty shots that you ever see. Well, it that's really is problem. amazing that's, what he can do. That's, yeah. that's the thing you love and you hate about Spieth is that, you know, he could hit this incredible shot out of these pot bunkers where, you know, for me, if I was in that pot bunker, I would just wait till you weren't looking and throw the ball out of the bunker. But then he'll turn around and he'll have a chip that – you know, even you who probably hasn't legitimately swung a golf club in your life could probably put to 10 feet and he blades it off the green or something like he, it's just, it's sometimes I'm like, is he a good golfer or no? But of course he is. Yeah. It's kind of like that outfielder that can never get a good read on the ball and makes all these diving catches because they're super athletic. And you're like, look at those plays. How did he get there? It's like, well, you know, BJ Upton, if you will. BJ Upton, that's a throwback. Well, did not think that we'd be mentioning his name today. Yeah, you ever taken uh, a look at where BJ Upton used to play? Actually, he was really good at reading the ball because he used to play center field, almost standing on second base. Yeah, he did. But I'm, I, you know, it is that it is reminiscent of that kind of guy where it's like, you know, if you just got a good read on the ball and a good first step. None of these are diving catches, but your athleticism, your athleticism is so great, you can kind of make up for it. It's kind of the way you look at speeds. If you just made it a little easier on yourself, you wouldn't have to hit these miraculous golf shots. Exactly, but it's, I don't know, it's one of those things where it's like, maybe if he he wouldn't have won all those majors had he not had that in his bag, you know? I, right. I don't know. Um, moving down the leaderboard here, our boy Cameron Young playing again over, over across the pond really well. Shout out to Westchester County. Um Murray McElroy tied for 10th with our boy Max Homa. Are we raising eyebrows to that? or I, uh, Raising eyebrows for Max, yeah. I mean, this is definitely in the range where I thought Rory would be. Mm-hmm. I would have been of incredibly upset if he was anywhere, you know, over the cut, you know, anywhere over par. But, um, you know, I haven't watched a lot of him, obviously. I can't wait for this weekend to really dial in and watch more of him. But have you gotten any takeaways from what he's been doing? I, I do want to talk talk Max, but I think we should talk Rory here for a minute. 
Uh, honestly, it's just for me, it's a typical major weekend out of Rory. I don't see anything that makes me say like, oh man, he's going to make a run this weekend. He's bombing the ball. He's making some incredible shots, but then there's been some, some small hiccups where, you know, and I'm not even talking about the big blow up mistakes. Cause I don't really think that's what costs you in a major championship. I think it's a compiling of the little mistakes that, that well, we saw I did the U S open. Exactly. Where, you know, was he in, you know, a, a, a terrible bunker where he, he hit the, the lip and then he had to pitch out to the side. Yes. And that's, that's what I call a blow up, but it's more like these, these wedge shots that it's like he hits to 12 feet when it's like, Rory, I know you can hit that to four feet. Come on. That was, that was such a good lie, such an easy chip or, or these miss birdie putts that turn into pars where it's just like lock the, lock the fuck in. Sorry, mom, but lock the fuck in Rory. Come on. <laughs> like, I want to see you bouncing up and down the fairway with that bounce that he's got. And he just, I, I it's going to be like Rory T seven again. And yeah. we're gonna we're gonna be, but this weekend it might be one of those ones where he just sits at seven the whole time. I you know he he didn't get off to that start where it seems like every major it's like he he for fuck's sake he's the seventy two hole leader and then he blows up you know yeah that is another one, um, but yeah I mean I I'm if I I I'd be shocked to see him finish outside the top twenty but I'd also be happy but shocked if he won i think he's going to finish right right around five to seven that's probably the range i would pick for him to finish at based off of the first rounds the first two rounds as well um you know i I just especially when he's sitting nine back in a major tournament that's really not that big of a deal but if tommy continues to hit the ball the way he's hitting it and again if Harmon continues to do what he's doing just you know just doing his thing making his shots not not putting himself in harm's way where he's losing and three he's just putting it so hole. well where he's yeah it's i feel like you see it from a random on at every major where it's just like all right all i gotta do is hit it on the green and i'm gonna and i'm gonna make a couple birdies here because the putter is just really hot right now i always look for these kind of guys off the beaten path who we obviously know who he is but he's not a brand name it's he's so hard to do that players though. that's the thing especially with the majors yeah. it's so hard because like uh, just trying to pick a guy to win is not the way you're going to win this tournament. The way you're going to win it is like, I think all the guys that I pick and they're not going to, but could finish in the top 10. Right. But the point I was going to make was the fact that, you know, this guy's been, you know, playing with very little stress and very little fanfare. And great. You're, you're, you have a five stroke lead heading into the weekend. So now do you change your strategy? I always am interested in to see if yeah. these guys play not to lose or they actually go for the jugular. I mean, he, if he doesn't screw up and he continues to make good shots and keep himself above water, I think he's going to find himself in contention down the back nine for the championship on Sunday. But if he tries to get a little too aggressive, maybe that's not his game. You can attest to that a little bit more than I can. Maybe watching him more frequently than me. I'm not I, a big Brian and, Harmon guy. <laughs> I'm not saying you are, but you're more familiar with everybody on tour than I am. This is my first year. So, like, maybe that's just not his style, and he should be playing more conservatively. That's what I always look for with these guys that are not your brand name, you know, elite players on tour. Yep. No, for sure. I mean, and for me, it's that that's something that I couldn't tell you, but I'm going to be really interested to see if that, if that butthole starts to tighten up a little bit and he starts to hit more layups and, and he's not as aggressive trying to carry bunkers and whatnot. And there's a lot more 
pars and bogeys on the card than birdies. Um, that's gonna that was what be. was impressive about Wyndham at LACC, right? Because everybody was waiting for him to collapse and have that hole where the pressure got to him and, and Rory surpassed him, and it just never happened. I'm also curious, in Wyndham Clark's situation as well as in this, in this case Brian Harmon's, where nobody expects or is even rooting for them to win, Obviously, in the U.S. Open, everybody was going nuts for rookie for for Ricky, and then mm-hmm. here it's kind of right now. Tommy Fleetwood's taking over, but originally it was like a Rory fest, or even if you want to throw some of the other European guys in there. So, I'm always curious if if it helps or if it bothers the guys where it's just like I'm just gonna fly below the radar and do my thing. It's interesting, man. It really is because you're all alone with your thoughts out there, and and the second that that intrusive thought steps in and over overcomes you, you know, your entire game could go to hell. Um, let's talk Max. What are you seeing out of him? God damn it. I want, I mean, watching the, the bit that I watched today and then I watched the highlights yesterday or some of the lowlights too. It's just, I want to scream at the TV and be like, Max, you're fucking better than this dude because his chipping and his putting, he's rolling the rock so well, but there's just a lot of wayward drives and it's just like, dude, fucking hit your three yard cut, dial it in, man. Like he honestly, and one of the, I think Colt, Colt, uh, from NBC argues that he's, he's one of the most consistent players throughout his entire bag. Nobody, nobody hits the driver better than him, that much better than him. Nobody hits the irons as pure as him. Nobody hits the wet. Like he has everything. Where, you know, you could argue, okay, Rory's a better player, but, like, Max is better. So, it's, for me, it's it's just he has everything. Just fucking put it together, man. And he would probably say the same thing. Oh, he would definitely say the same thing. I mean, he, we know it's been well documented how hard he is on himself and going using the sports psychologist to, to help him through some of these things because he is so so critical of every mistake he makes and he's also so aware of how good he is but look at the end of the day i just shit on him for about a good three minutes there he's top 10 after the second round of a major i i would kind of venture to say this is almost uncharted territory for him so we'll give him that right i mean i know he didn't have a great day today but he's still fucking top 10 at the end of the day yep oh and by the way your count now is blown past about 10 so your mom, I hope she enjoyed the last pod because yeah, uh, wow, that was just been on, been that was theater. more of a I'm I am who I am and I know that, but that was more of just an ode to my mom out of respect. Like I hear you and I'm gonna put an effort for you because I love you, but now it's just like my you can't expect me to change who I am. Oh, this is also a very passionate topic for you. So, exactly. um, all right, Victor Hovland, he's sitting at you even close. Or you want to talk? We got to talk. I mean, the, uh, well, let's talk close first. The crossover today between the throwback Seattle Seahawks and the Hartford Whalers uh, that he had on today. Yeah. Uh, Those I mean, colors listen. don't even match. Like, if I just grabbed a bed sheet or a towel of those two colors, you'd be like, the, those look ugly together. It's the oldest running joke across golf media, across any casual fan, across us. But my God, I mean, I, I seriously, does, does this brand have any idea what other people wear at, on the golf course or at anywhere else? Who is dressing in this? Who is there buying? Are, I'll tell you what. I know who wears this shit. And it's just. You said the guy on the course last time that. Yeah, that I mean, it was this Asian guy. Not to say that it has anything to do with that, but he was just decked out. He had 
the the shooter sleeves where it's not a long sleeve it's a short sleeve shirt but then he has like you know uh vince carter shooter sleeves under it <laughs> that were jay lindenberg the shirt was jay lindenberg the belt buckle i thought he was bull riding he's wearing a jay lindenberg belt buckle that's probably the size of my fucking car's steering wheel i mean it's <laughs> it things, well down here i i listen i i don't i haven't opened up the books on jay lindenberg but it's a niche brand, I guess. And it's like, if you're in that, if you're in on that, you're in on that. And it's a very specific type of golfer. It's like the same golfer that like every year, you know, you wonder why, oh, like why are, why is the pre-owned section at the beginning of the year so packed with all the clubs from last year? Because these fuckers come in every year and get a new <laughs> set of clubs and a new pair of shoes and a new outfit for every round they play. And they're just the hardos. And I'll tell you what. I played with, I've been paired with those a lot of times, especially with my boy Tutti, and then most of the time they suck and they're slow. Yeah, I'm just saying. Well, it's not, unfortunate because I love Victor and I love how he plays. He's well, an exemplary player. I don't think uh, I'll give you a little bit of hope. I don't think he signed a lifetime deal with them. I so hope. hopefully he can get himself back to wearing Nike because he. I think he used to be a Nike guy. He wears he Nike shoes. Hopefully he and and Nike honestly isn't isn't completely you know. Oh, they're not absolved from this either. entire criticism either. No, because I mean we saw too. what Brooks was wearing. Exactly, it's like honestly, you know, I, I like Roback to be honest. I'm not trying to give out free Roback's ads here, but I'm a big Roback guy. Yeah, Roback's nice. I'm I'm a classic Under Armour guy too. So. Under Armour, Under Armour gets a little nutty Jeez. with the golf stuff, but the regular stuff is good. I also like Chubby's. Chubby's has expanded from just shorts to to a bunch of other things, and and I'll tell you what, they got a good section at the PGA Superstore. If they want to sponsor us, let us know. I'm trying to get us some golf equipment here. Um, but yeah, back to Hovland. I mean, you know, and it's honestly at the point now where you just know what you're going to get. You know, it's going to suck. Yeah, I like how I, I texted you the picture of him today, and you're like, that's actually pretty tame for him. Yeah, it was. It was, yeah. And they usually blow their load early on the hot stuff because you want to be <laughs> able to get those sexy outfits on for those golfers that I described because you, he may not make the cut. So you got to make sure you, that's you, right. you got to make sure you get it in early. By the way, right there with him, I'm looking at the leaderboard. Shout out to Tom Kim. I think he's got a torn up ankle, and he's still 20. Yeah, he does. Uh, yeah. Fucking shot minus three today. Amazing. I love Tom Kim. Um, yeah, so Hovland, uh, what do we think about his standings right now? He's standing, he's sitting at even. Um, I know you're rooting for him. I always love him, and yes, I am, with him being in my foursome. You're picked uh, to win. You're picked to click, if you will. Yeah, no, I force him and, and to win. So I was hoping that I would be sitting in a little bit better of a situation after two rounds, but I mean, even's not the worst spot to be, but he needs to make a charge. No, I mean, you know what? A lot of these players are going to come back to the pack, and Hovland's one of those guys where he just – it's all about the short game for him because he's always going to give put himself in positions to score. You just got to hope this weekend that the putter's hot and that he doesn't do anything stupid with chipping, and he'll probably finish within the top 15. And if, he, and if the putter's hot and the chipping's great, he might even fuck around and win. I would love that. I would love nothing more than that. Um but, yeah, if, if he's out of contention, then obviously I'm rooting for Tommy all the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, anybody you want to talk about before we move down to John Rom? Because I definitely want to spend a minute on him. I do want to talk about John Rom and combine that with Scotty. Um, I don't really see anybody else on the leaderboard that really piques me. Hideki, another guy who hits yep. long and straight. 
Um, Louis U stays in sweetest swing in golf right now. You know I love him. Um, yep. Corey Connors has had some success this year. Matt Fitzpatrick and his brother both tied 39th. So yeah, let's talk about uh, let's talk about John Rahm and Scotty. Uh, I just want to say before you get into it, I think they're the number one and two players in the world, and this is just a testament to uh, Tiger Woods. Just because, I mean, clearly they're burnt out, and they've played damn near every tournament. Scotty Scheffler is missing, or he's on. I think he's on the cut line. What was he plus three? And the cut line's looking like plus three or four as the tournament finishes up for the day. He hasn't missed a cut in, like, I think a year, year and a half. I mean, and Tiger was number one in the world, the best player on earth, for, like, 10 years. And these guys, they're amazing golfers, future Hall of Famers, whatever you want to say, and they can't even hold it off for two. It's a great point. Um, I think every major tournament allows us to reminisce about the dominance that was Tiger Woods for so long. Um, And whenever we try to anoint somebody as the next – tiger it's just i really just roll my eyes at people that say that because there is never going to be another one no. at least i don't believe so so john rom is the best player in the world right right there with scotty i mean there's no doubt about it i mean john rom what he was doing in the early part of this calendar year was just i mean he you you wanted to pick him every single week and if you weren't picking him you were going to pick scotty but you're right the burnout is real uh rom honestly hasn't played that many tournaments since um since the um, U.S. Open. But, listen, I mean, you're looking at these guys. I don't know how you could play this much golf and expect them to just all over the world continuously just show up and dominate every single time. You take it for granted. But these guys are human. Absolutely, man. The the Tiger Woods is not human, and they are. Um, so everybody just needs to pump the brakes, temper their expectations, and just remember how great Tiger Woods was. Uh, Ricky, just he had a tough time on 18 last uh, yesterday with that in play or on course, out of bounds, whatever you want to call it. Um, he might make the cut by the skin of his ass, but he just he's not hitting it well enough right now. He could make a run, but I don't see it happening. Is there anybody else down the board? Morikawa is going to be right on that cut line too. Of course, he was one of my picks. Um, had a bad first round. Anybody else? Yeah, Brooksy, well, Brooksy at plus three, obviously. Brooksy had two. a blow up today, bro. Yeah, I know. I, I, I did hear about that. Um, couple other names. I mean, I think we have to spend a minute on, uh, obviously on Justin Thomas. I mean, this has been, I feel, I really feel for him. And I sent you this, this quote that was tweeted out by Brentley Romine. Um, after shooting an 82 and a 71 and missed his third major cut, he's quoted saying, there's nobody that shot an 82 that hit some of the quality shots that I did yesterday. It doesn't make sense. I'll hit shots like a number one player in the world, and then I'll make a nine on my last hole. And I think that this is the fragility of the of a PGA Tour player. Any and a, golfer. A top, yeah, a top PGA player, too, mm-hmm. because – this is a guy that, I mean, he really does. He is one of the best players in the world from a skill set standpoint. Uh, we've seen him win. We've seen him play exceptionally well. But he's in a really bad spot right now, and I kind of like that quote because he has to tell himself some positive re- reaffirmation. You know, it just – If he doesn't, he, he's just going to crumble and fall. And Absolutely. Don't he, sounds, good. he sounds like every guy you play with on a Saturday where it's like, I don't get it. I just piped a drive right down the middle and now I, I got a I got an eight. It's like 
Yeah, dude, that's golf. And and JT's going through it right now, big time. And I saw another quote from him where he committed to play the 3M Classic or something because he's actually outside of the FedEx Cup playoffs right now, believe it or not, which is wild. Um, and he said, you know, um, basically he's going to come back from this and he's going to be better for it. So all the quotes have been good. I think he's going to be fine. I do think he's going to win at least one more major in his career. Maybe it's a coaching change because maybe it's time, you know, maybe it's time to get off, get off daddy. You know what I mean? Maybe it's time to get, to get a different, uh, different coach in there. I think he keeps bones around. He did win the major with bones and they just got that partnership together last year. Um, but some type of change needs to be made. And honestly, the change might be, it's, you know, it's a good thing that the season's winding down and maybe he just, the change is that he needs to not play golf for a little bit. Yeah, just take a mental and physical break. Exactly. Um, Get yourself right. Anybody else were disappointed? Tony Finau, 92nd. Tony, Tony, I'm, I'm, you know he's in my foursome, and I can't kick him out of that just because I love the guy, but I'm super disappointed in him. Same thing with Sahith. Like, we're plus five. What are are we doing here? Yeah, I'm a little disappointed in Shane Lowry. I did expect him to be a little bit better. Uh, He had a club snap today. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah. I heard about it. I didn't see it, but yeah, I'm plus seven. To I don't respect the, the club snap unless you snap it like holding it out in front of yourself. Like if you got to, he broke it over his neck. If you got to break it over your neck or over your knee, like that's that's not that cool. He's a fiery Irishman. You got to respect it. He is. I have been known for. I think I've snapped four clubs in my career. It's a lot cheaper for them to snap the clubs because yes, he could just go back into the tour truck and get the exact same club with the exact same grip. I have to go to PGA and actually pay money. So I've been a lot better about that lately. There you go. Good job by you and Phil. As a footnote, at nine over, <laughs> not his course, bro. Not his course. Nope. Dustin Johnson. I said I thought I picked him as a guy to keep your eye on. Yeah, well, you're not going to be able to keep your eye on him much fucking longer. Jesus Christ, <laughs> plus 13. John Daly beat yeah. his ass today. Isn't that rough? Yeah, he was in that rough a lot. Like, <laughs> like, like what you did there. Yeah, um, thank you. All right, so we'll we'll be back Sunday. We're going to let Saturday play out and then enjoy Sunday. Uh, Tom, right now, your prediction for me. Who's winning this golf tournament? Minwoo Lee. Minwoo Lee is going to win it. I love that. The guy's just calm, cool, and collected. Um, Burst onto the scene this year. I think he's going to be a multiple-time major winner. He's got all the tools to do it, and he's swaggy. I love an Australian guy who I think he's got to be – he's got to be some type of – he's – what is he? Asian. Isn't he Korean? Yeah, he's got to be. He's got to be, and I love that he's Australian. I love the mustache. That just shows that he's a calm, cool character. Um, I love everything about him. Yeah, South it sounds Korean. like it. It's South Korean. All right. Yeah, this sounds like a gentleman who uh, might be trying to force his way into your foursome. No, he's already in. I've declared He's it. already in your foursome. That's right. You made the exception. Yeah. Yep. I mean, he's not even close to the best golfer in his family. I mean, his sister's won two majors, so. That's, that's good genetics right there. His sister's kind of cute, too. She's 27. Do you want me to slide for you? Shit, man. Of How's course. the dating life going? We haven't had this corner in a while. We haven't had this corner in a while. Uh, I was seeing somebody before I went up to Connecticut um, and came back and did not feel the same way I did prior to being away for a week. Um, So, 
just then that wasn't the one. So yeah, that's because you were a bad boy up in Connecticut, huh? Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, with, all my, with all my responsibilities, and then three days with my parents before because I couldn't get home. Yeah, really, really acting. Sure, up you hit up show. some old, some old fling, some old crushes. You don't need. There was no need for any of that. It's like when you can't. Yeah, it was. It was like uh, what is that? I don't want anybody when you to come know, back from was, college. Oh, Thanksgiving Eve. Sean had himself a Thanksgiving Eve for three. Yeah, nights. see, that's that was cool at like nineteen. Uh, that's not cool now. That's like, uh, why are you texting? Me that's on a sad, Tuesday actually. It would be pathetic. And if anybody is doing that and they hear that from my voice, don't do it. Uh, that would be my advice. Is yeah. What's the age for that? What's the age you got to stop doing that once you get the diploma? I mean, I would think that would be, if we're going to use the cut line analogy, yeah. So then Stetson Bennett can still do it. Stetson Bennett can still do it. Uh, <laughs> but can you I, believe I, that? He went to college for five years and didn't graduate, and his major is like painting or pottery can, or something. You know what? I can believe that. I absolutely 100% can believe that. Um, I can't. That's sad. He's a loser. I'm sorry. No doubt about it, but unfortunately, he's a winner in college football world. But no, I, I you cannot do that, and you gotta you gotta play it cool. And by the way, there isn't anybody up there that I like really wanted to see because I left and moved. So outside of my friends, wow, uh, oof, that hurts right in the heart. I said outside of my friends, <laughs> talking about dating life. Sorry, buddy. Um, so no, uh, so now back down here and back settling in, and yeah. Yeah, do my thing. Oh, well, your birthday gift, if you want, I could buy you like one of those like unlimited packages to one of those websites or whatever. <laughs> unlimited swipes. Maybe you try out something swipes. different. I've, I always heard commercials whenever I was visiting my ex-girlfriend down in Delaware for FarmersOnly.com. Maybe you need a farmer. Oh, we set, my, we set a friend of mine up with one one time and he didn't know about it. And he kept getting matches. <laughs> no one has to be lonely at FarmersOnly.com. I we remember. Him, man. Like yeah, it, was he was, it was great. Uh, James was really upset because uh, he was trying to date this one girl. And I said, you know, me and, uh, me and my other friend are like, no, you're going to have much better success here. He lived in like the Naugatuck Valley area. Like, well, yeah, it's perfect. That's a dump the girls up there. Dan Barry are too much for you. You're, you're going to, you belong in the Valley. So here you go. <laughs> That's perfect. Well, I might have so, to do that for you. Uh, might so, be, maybe Christian Mingle, plenty of fish. What do you think? Or listen, any, Sean. Actually, this is, this is a this good, is a no is judgment a good, podcast. If you want to get on Grinder, this is a good uh, situation to be on because I actually find it hilarious that every single girl down here who's like, I love like God is a must or Jesus is a must. When I first moved here, I was like, oh okay, like they go to church, great, like. That's fine. No, that's like a real thing here. Really? It's like, oh, yeah. Like, if you're not, like, active in your religion or, like, going to Listen, church on a regular. You got to like, respect it, though, because you know what? I if do you're going to get into it. a relationship with somebody, you got to know, you know, that's going to come up at some point. Like, obviously, oh, me and Michaela are on the same page for that. But You have to be. Everybody, every good couple has to be on the same page with that. There's a level of compromise I'm willing to make. Yeah, I'll go once a month. I'll, I'll buy in. I'll have the conversation. But you know what? Then it gets to the point where that. it's like, well, are we going to baptize the kids? And are they going to get their confirmation? And I just told him, I said, listen, it's a free country. I'm going to tell them, do whatever you want. You can pick. You want to be Jewish? Go for it. You want to be Muslim? Go for it. 
you know, whatever you want. Listen, bro, I'm not worried about any baptizing any damn kids yet. I'm just trying not to go to too many church services on Sundays. I got my routine down. Yeah, but those so, churches down south, man, they serve a good oh, breakfast from what thing. I hear. I mean, it's a thing down here, man. It really is. I learned my lesson because I was seeing a girl when I first moved down here. I was like, oh, this is great. Like, I first down here, like, two months in. And we were hanging out and, like, talking about religion and stuff. And I was open, but I was like, yeah, like, I'm not going to go to church every Sunday. Like, it's not something that's super pivotal in my life. And she was like, oh, I, I you know, I just don't think this is going to work then because it's, like, really important to me. So if that's like your first line on your hinge bio, yeah, next. Then I'm I hear out. that. Well, what people need to understand is you're from the metropolitan area. You're you're from New York, so we have things to do. I like that's. And even know, if I didn't, I don't want to go. Yeah, and then that's just it's just not the kind of the way it is around here. It's not. It never was. Whenever I dated a girl up there, I and can't this is even coming from a guy who, by the way, went to Catholic school damn near his entire oh, life. Oh, whatever. My dad went to Catholic school, and he didn't raise us Catholic. So loosely, right? Loosely Catholic. If you were to identify as one religion, Protestant more so because that's my mom's denomination, and we were they got married in that in a Protestant church. Yeah, but you're a big J guy, right? You like Jesus? Oh yeah, big time. But I got my own relationship with the man upstairs. Absolutely, and, uh, I'm a big, I'm a firm believer in that. I, you don't have to go to church to have a relationship with, with and whoever that's how your I higher power is. And, and you know, honestly, bro, like just bringing this conversation pretty deep because I guess that's what we're doing now. Um, I I feel like it's disrespectful for me to go to church because the congregation, you know, everybody that's there want is seeking like a deep spiritual relationship with God and with one another and the sermon and everything. But you know what, God, that's okay. There. Because so it's just like I'm, I'm not. This isn't. This isn't right for me to be here. I don't want to necessarily be here. I'll, I'll tell you what. Once the the few times every couple of years that I have to go to church, whether it be I was a confirmation sponsor like two years ago, believe it or not. So stuff like that. It's like you go to church and it's like you know what? This is kind of peaceful. It's like you just meditate. You don't have to do the prayers. Just you know, be with your own thoughts. And and that's what I was saying before. Where it's like if I go from time to time, I have zero problem with that. But when it's a regular Sunday thing, I already get up. It's five thirty in the morning, four days a week. Yeah, not really trying. Yeah, to my make mom my was Sunday huge morning. into the seven a.m. mass. That was rough. Yeah, oh, that maybe that's happen. why I curse so much because you made me Probably. wake up that early. Yeah, she she scared you away from it. And then you I had to go want... to the grocery store and push the cart too. But I did get a donut in between. So well, that that's good. Well, Can't you complain. know, maybe that maybe that's a problem. But um, oh, all right. <laughs> Hey, you're going to throw shots at me? I'm throwing shots at you. I'm this not throwing any shots, man. Uh, but no, it's uh, it all all at the end of the day, you know, it, it also comes down to this, man. You know, I have done the living with the girlfriend thing, and I did that early on. So a lot of my friends that are doing it for the first time, I'm like, I've done that. I know what it's like. Obviously, I would like it to go better than it did the first time. But, like, I'm not in a rush to jump back into that, you know? Yeah. Like, well, also casual it's not, dating for me is it wasn't cool really too. about the. It wasn't really about the living with the person. It was the person. No, but it, sometimes it could be, too. I mean, you're Absolutely. just... You're, your life is different. And, obviously, you. it's a great thing, particularly if you're taking those next steps and you're compatible and you, you have a great relationship. But 
you know, I am a creature of habit, as you know, and I have a weird schedule, as you know. So that's all right. We're gonna find you some. Like, we're gonna find you some man or woman. We don't judge on this podcast. Man or woman, whatever they identify you know as. How, you know the way I go. That's brother. okay with your schedule, because that's true love. You know. Listen, man. You don't gotta. You don't gotta tell me that Michaela's asleep right now. I'm not bothering her. No. I mean, she you guys works tonight. I mean, but. Uh, you bet your ass the second I hit stop, I'm going to go wake her up, though. Oh, I have no doubt about it. <laughs> Speaking That's of which, we sh- <laughs> we've gone off the rails. Um, and, uh, of course we did. Everybody have a good weekend. We'll talk to you Sunday or Monday at some point. Um, and enjoy the golf. Yeah, and maybe I have a couple dates to recap. Yes. All right.